Hi everyone, Air here. Merry Christmas. Happy Holiday. Welcome to the end of the year. Now, odds are you are listening to this because you've had a little bit of family drama. It's natural. It's normal. It's the end of the year. Whether you traveled a thousand miles to be able to meet up with your family, whether there's a new newborn in the family, or your parents are getting up there in age and you want to make sure that you get as much time with them as possible. Welcome to the holiday season where everybody is in a hustle of bustle. Most of us are wondering how to make happiness happen. And some of us are actually wondering when it will end. Navigating family drama during the Christmas season, it can be a lot. Even if you're not trained in psychotherapy or NLP, or even if you don't have a yoga membership. With that, there are some strategies. We can, you know, probably capture the flag or twister or try to hang all the lights on the Christmas tree or the house with some peace and some harmony. And if you have siblings, whether they're your age or babies, there's balance. Now the holiday season it's often portrayed as a time of joy and togetherness and love. However, for many of us, the reality of family dynamics can lead to increased tension and drama during your Christmas gatherings. It's important to remember that family drama is not uncommon. And with a little bit of effort and understanding, it's possible to navigate these challenges and to create more harmonious and enjoyable holiday experience. This goal, this podcast, as a bonus episode, is just to give you some practical strategies to overcome family drama and hopefully make some beautiful memories. So let's just get into it. Set realistic expectations. Now I get it. If you're like me, you're a hopeless romantic. You immediately think of mistletoes and you think of the family coming together to decorate the tree. We have baking night at our house. So think of all the ovens going and batter everywhere and gumdrops, you name it. Well, my hopeless romantic can get in the way of some realistic expectations. One of the main reasons family drama arises during Christmas is because of unrealistic expectations. It's crucial to acknowledge that not everything will be perfect, and family members may have their own unique ways of celebrating. Some of us actually like celebrating alone, or we like to celebrate by volunteering. Not everyone actually gives away Christmas gifts, and not everyone decorates trees or enjoys holiday lights. By accepting this reality, you can minimize disappointment and reduce potential for conflict. Embrace flexibility and open-mindedness to ensure a more positive experience for everyone involved. This can be hard. If you're someone like me that loves Christmas tree lights and your partner or your siblings doesn't, it's okay. 
to not put that pressure on them. It's okay to go enjoy an experience without them. It's a holiday season. You don't have to sacrifice the things that you enjoy just because not everybody agrees. But you really should be mindful of not putting your expectations on those that you love or your family. Which brings me to number two, open communication. Clear and open communication is key to avoiding misunderstandings and resolving conflicts. Before the holiday season even begins, you know that you just had an entire year of experiences. Consider having a family meeting to discuss expectations or plans and maybe even potential concerns. This allows everyone to express their thoughts and concerns and fosters a sense of understanding and empathy. You should encourage active listening and be willing to compromise and find common ground. There might be something that's been occurring in your family for months. Interventions. Maybe somebody lost a job. Maybe someone's relationship didn't go well. There are so many different ways that can be tense in our families. If we truly want to come together to have a beautiful holiday experience, sit down, have the conversation. It's okay to be hurt or frustrated or angry or disappointed. It's not okay to not express those emotions, to let resentment build or let fear of talking about what your wants and desires are this holiday season to keep you from being close to the people you care about. Which leads us to number three, practice empathy and understanding. Family members may have different viewpoints, values, and ways of expressing themselves. I used to be called the black sheep of the family because I was the entrepreneur. I was the one that took a different path. I was the one that traveled the world instead of getting married very fast. And that's a different viewpoint than a lot of my family members. A lot of my family members already are married with children that are my age. A lot of my family members grew up in the same small town that I loved dearly and didn't feel the need to explore and felt very comfortable and happy with the life that they've built. And I'm proud of them for that. And I believe they're proud of me for my journey as well. Practicing empathy whenever we can't truly relate but want to understand a whole space for one another is a great way to have a beautiful holiday season with your family. I don't know what it's like to have a newborn. Not yet, at least. But my brother does. And becoming an aunt and learning from him and understanding his viewpoints has definitely brought joy into my life, even though we can't always relate. This will diffuse tension, to meet on common ground, to show empathy. I don't know what it's like to be up all night with a newborn, but I know it must be hard. And he doesn't know what it's like to run a business, but he knows it must be hard. Creating an atmosphere of love and compa compassion and respect, these are things that we can do for each other, even if we don't see eye to eye. We practice empathy, and understanding. Now here's one for all of you all that 
are walking into holiday dinners or holiday parties and you just want to sigh. <laughs> Number four, focus on positive interactions. During Christmas gatherings, make a conscious effort to focus on the positive, the shared interest. Engage in activities that bring joy and create pleasant memories. By redirecting the focus away from a potential source of conflict, you can cultivate a more harmonious environment. If you are focusing on the fight, if you are focusing on the family drama, if you are focusing on why did they say that, why did they do that, and you just hone in on the energy of anger and resentment and frustration, or you take it a step further and you avoid where you attack anxiously. It's bacterium in a petri dish. It grows and it festers and it ruins not just holidays, not just Christmas or Kwanzaa or Hanukkah. It ruins families over time. It ruins relationships. It ruins friendships. If you only focus on the negative and you leave out the positive or you give too much to the negative and you act like the 30% is actually the 70%, you're only hurting yourself and the people in your life that don't see it that way, that are seeing it in a more realistic way, in a different perspective way, they can validate your feelings without letting it overwhelmed the relationship without letting it take over. People really like to focus on the negative. It makes great media material, makes great headlines for the news. It doesn't make great for relationships. Which leads me to number five. Establish boundaries. Boundaries are crucial for maintaining healthy relationships and minimizing family drama. Clearly communicate your boundaries and expectations and the respect the boundaries set by others. Look, <laughs> this includes personal space, avoiding sensitive topics, refraining from engaging in heated debates. For me, it's about knowing how much I can give until I need to stop and take a break and replenish. It's also about avoiding conversations that I know are not going to be healthy and I know that aren't going to lead to more positivity in my exchange. So I won't talk about certain things at the dinner table. You might not want to talk about work. You may not want to talk about your relationship status. You may not want to talk about friendship or a hobby, whatever it is that you don't want to discuss. Maybe you don't like going out and hunting for the family game. Maybe you don't enjoy singing Christmas carols, but you feel like you have to or you're forced. This is all about establishing boundaries and open communication with your family. You're allowed to grow. You're allowed to change. You're allowed to be different. There is going to be compromise in families. There's going to be love in families. You guys might always not agree, but family is different from strangers, and family is different from even friendship. 
you can compromise in a very healthy dynamic of, okay, my mother doesn't like it if I do X, Y, or Z. I do this. Is there a common ground when I'm in her home that we can meet that's respectful to both of us? These type of exchanges are really necessary if you are aiming to have a holiday experience that is one for the books. Number six, practice self-care. So when you're dealing with family drama, it can be emotionally draining. You are going to need more self-care now, probably, than you did the first 11 months of this year. So prioritize self-care during the holiday season. Make sure you're running those bubble baths. Make sure you're journaling. Make sure you're going to yoga or you're working out. Prioritize self-care during the holiday season to ensure that you have the energy and the emotional resilience to handle challenging situations. Take breaks when needed. Engage in activities that bring you joy. That could be by yourself or with others. And seek support from trusted friends and family. You're not alone in this. But if you don't take care of yourself, you're definitely going to feel alone. My last one is to seek meditation. If conflicts persist and are becoming overwhelming, consider the help of professional. You can reach out to me, you can DM, you can book a link, even take a course. But a neutral third party can provide guidance in some constructive conversations, helping members find common ground and work through their differences. That can be done alone via meditation or it can be done with someone like me via mediation resolving conflicts really comes down to one thing when you're working with somebody whether it's your mother your girlfriend your best friend a co-worker a boss if you can remind yourselves as you sit down to have these conversations that the problem is the problem you're not the problem and the person across from you isn't the problem. This is a really difficult concept to grasp if this is the first time it's been introduced to you. But let me break it down. The problem being the problem means that you get to partner up with this person to achieve more, to solve it, which brings unity and closeness and trust. But when you're fighting the person across from the table with you, and that could be your mom, your sister, your girlfriend, etc. They're now the target, which opens yourself up to defensiveness, more fighting, and resentfulness. So if you're wanting to have a healthy family Christmas and dynamic, do you think you should be fighting the problem together or fighting one another because there is a problem? I also like to compare this to being in war. So if you go way back to like World War II, wasn't there, but I imagine that the men that were serving in this war definitely felt like there was a problem. They probably fought with themselves almost as much as they fought the war. But honestly, they weren't really mad at one another. They were mad at their circumstances. They were mad at what was coming up in their lives. Now, 
if I'm tired and I'm hungry and I'm fighting a war, it can be really easy for me to take it out on my brother in arms. The guy that's actually helping me stay alive. Well, could you think of a circumstance where your family was like that? Where maybe you lost your job, or maybe you've had a rough go of it lately, or you're not accomplishing your goals as quickly as you want to. Well, it's easy to take that out on somebody that loves us unconditionally, or someone that can't walk away from us easily. That could be your father, your mother, friends, your wife, your husband. But that's not fair to them, right? So, going back to number seven. If you need more training on helping somebody fight the problem with you, I can teach you how to do that amongst your family and your friends and your relationship. If you're not going to take that route, at least adopt some meditation into your life. Take 10 minutes away from the family, go sit in your car, go sit on the top of a hill, and breathe. Empty your mind, and know that the work will be there when you get back. So, while family drama during Christmas can be challenging, it's not insurmountable. By setting realistic expectations, practicing open communication, empathy, and understanding, Focusing on the positive interactions, establishing boundaries, practicing self-care, and seeking mediation or meditation when needed. You can navigate family dynamics and create a more peaceful and harmonious holiday season. Remember, the true spirit of Christmas lies in love, forgiveness, and acceptance. And if all else fails, come back to the podcast, listen to another episode, on whatever is going to help you relax. But most of all, thank you so much for this holiday season. And thank you for healing and growing with me today.